and the podcast will begin in five, four, three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I have the honor, the privilege, and my God, I'm so excited. I have everything in between to introduce our, our guest. He is the musical director and the conductor of the Filipino-American Symphony Orchestra, otherwise known as FASO. Ladies and gentlemen, on the Paco Aras Paco Chaga podcast, live here at Paco's Place, Mr. Robert Schroeder. Hi, Paco. Good evening. It's good to be here. <laughs> My goodness. For the longest time, and I will say um, a little bit, oh my God, more than a decade. Yeah, this is our 12th season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You have been, I have been admiring you from afar. Oh, thank you. As in, <laughs> as I, like, um, a good friend of mine, he's like a brother. Maybe you know him. Maybe you vaguely know him. His name is Christian Buado. Oh, yes, of course. He's one of our percussionists. <laughs> <laughs> That's his bass guitar right over okay. there. Um, said so many good things about you. Oh, thank you. And then there's this curly guy who actually uh, noodles in guitars sometimes. His name is Perfecto Perf, de Castro. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he said so many good things about you also. Yes. Every time we need the rhythm section, Perp's always uh, part of it, yeah. And then there's Edgar who plays the drums. Yes, Edgar. Latsila, and then Sinipabang Janelle So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them said so many good things about you. And <laughs> now, I'm, I'm sobrang starstruck ako actually. Thank you. You speak Tagalog, right? Marunong, siyempre. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the Philippines. Yeah. What's your backstory, Kuya Bob? Can I call you Kuya Bob? Sure, yeah. Okay. What's your backstory? What, what, what happened in the Philippines? Why were you brought there? Um, I grew up in the Philippines. My, my mother... Um, was a Filipina, okay, and my my father is Caucasian. He's uh, from Ohio, right? So he's an American, and then they met there. My mom used to work um, in a U.S. military facility, okay, and my father was in the military, so that's how they met. Ah, yeah, and then my my father was stationed in the Philippines. He was stationed in back in Fort San Diego in Japan, and then so we we decided to to just stay in in the Philippines. So I grew up there most of the time during, during the day, my babysitter, my grandparents, of course. And um, my grandfather was a member of the uh, world renowned Philippine constabulary band. So music was in the family. In the family of my mom. My mom is a singer. She's a cantor at the church. She sings the choir. She teaches kids to sing. Yeah. It is, it's on my mother's side family. So wow. almost most of my um, uncles, my aunts, they sing, they play musical instrument. So it's at an early age. So that's my first um, exposure to music through my grandfather. Right. So every time in the morning, um, it's it's a daily activity. They play the stereo. They play like overture, marches, up to big band jazz. So my exposure is kind of wide, not only classical. So, And then at night when my mom get home she will play a lot of Frank Sinatra Doris Day those kind of standards and that was yeah. those standards were then pop nung time na yun, exactly yeah, yeah. that was the pop music pop. of the yeah. time yeah. yeah oh my god how so, old were you baby yeah since since I was a child of course but pero <laughs> walang, walang formal walang formal education just you know uh, it, the good thing is uh, let the child listen to good music and wow. don't don't force the child to do anything just Keep the music playing while the child is playing or right. doing anything. Right. 
And, you know, especially the music of Mozart, it's a good, um, you know, therapy for oh children. <laughs> so for, for parents, just keep playing music for your child to listen while they're playing and all that. And then time will come that um, if there will be, if there was like interest and they will get serious about it. Is yeah. that what happened to you? That's what happened to me. How yeah. old were you when this happened? When I was um, seven, my first recollection is when I was seven, I told my grandfather, I want to learn that instrument. And it was a trumpet. Oh, okay. But there wasn't any available trumpet for me to learn. So there, he has an extra clarinet. So I started yes. with clarinet. So I learned clarinet. And what happened there is I was able to play music by just listening. So we know, really? yeah. I was just, I can play. When and I you were a kid when this was happening? Yeah, I was like seven, eight years old. Wow. So when I, when I hear a song, so I will play the melody. And then I got so lazy um, learning how to read notes because I can play. I can, it's easier for me to listen and play than to learn how to read Pero notes. Pero yung pag-read ng notes, your grandfather was the one sitting you down to read notes? Yeah, that's, that's part of the, the, the rudiments oh. of music, the theory and the rudiments. Yes. That's part of the, the lesson every weekend. That's part of the lesson, but I was so bored about you know, why do I have to read? Why do I have to learn how to read that? I can play the melody anyway, but music and all that. But my grandfather did not force me. Okay, just keep playing, keep playing. <laughs> and then there's like uh, three of us, and we're still friends up to now. There's like three of us who studied music all at the same time. Since seven. Since seven. Wow. And then my other, my other colleagues, my other bracadas, they went advanced already. So they can play, they can read. And like I they was, could sight read talaga. Not, not really sight okay. read, but they can read. They you know, can read, yeah. They were like 12 years old already right. back then. So because I did not really, I was not serious. I just you know, play whenever I want to play. But um, so they were advanced already and parang, wow, I was like left behind, right? <laughs> and my grandfather told me that because I told my grandfather, I would like to take lessons again. <laughs> and my grandfather told me, you know, you have a good ear. Okay. You have good ears. And, you know, that's, that's really good. Yeah. But if you want to be a good musician, you have to learn both. Yes. You have to have good ears and you have to learn how to read music. It's very, very important. Some people can read music very well, but their ears, they cannot play by ear. Yeah. They just depend on the music. When there's no music, they cannot play anymore. Correct. But you have that, you know, you have that talent of having good ears. So keep it up. But you have to learn how to read music because this is very important. If you want to be a musician, you have if you have if you want to be a musician, you have to learn how to read music. Yes. Good. So and then I was about, about like 12, 13 years old. So your your music skills were catching up to your widow, or widow. Yeah, yeah, to my widow. And then when I was like 12, 13 years old, then I got more serious about it. So I learned how to read and then I joined. Now, when you say learn how to read, you learn how to read music, but your main instrument was still the clarinet? Or yeah. did you shift? No, on it's, a- it's still the clarinet, but I, I learned how to read music more seriously. So okay. I can, you know, different time signature, different, you know, and some complex combinations mm. of notes. I can read those already. And then playing the clarinet. And then high school, comes high school, Chicago, Earth, Wind, and Fire were very Whoa. popular during my time. <laughs> you know, Doobie Brothers. Yeah. And, you know, there's like bands. And during those days, you don't talk about band like four-piece band. If you have a band, you have a horn Big section. Big band, yeah. You have a horn section, yeah, right? Yeah. You have at least a trumpet, saxophone, and trombone. And my grandfather was a saxophone player. Ooh. Yeah, he was a saxophone player. So I just pick up his saxophone one time and practice it without asking him. 
Really? And then he came I mean, I'm sure you had your own read and you had your own... No, I was using his. <laughs> <laughs> I was using it. <laughs> There's no COVID back then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but he, he's got some spare. Okay, he's got okay, some okay. spare, yeah. Okay. So I was... And then he went home and I didn't know. And then he caught me playing his saxophone. I thought he was going to get mad, you know, because that's... Right, right. He, he really takes good care of his instruments. But he was... Wow, you can play that? Okay, let me teach you more. Then, then I got more training on the How saxophone. How old were you around this time? I was like 14, 15. Okay. Yeah. And then he taught me more. He taught me all the scales, all altissimos and stuff like that. And then while playing with the high school band, you know, we play Commodores, Air Twin and Fire. That right. was so, so much You fun. were on the sax now? On the saxophone is now. It through that, is it through that um, it's easier to transition from sax to bass guitar? Um, it's totally different line of instrument from from a reed from a reed instrument to a you know like string, a string yeah. instrument. But but when you read it like the concept, because the reason why I ask, uh, there's a there's a musician in the Philippines, Nor Norby David. Mm-hmm. He was a sax player, and then he transitioned all the way to bass because of his no, of his knowledge for for sax. Um, it it is because maybe he can read both treble and bass clef. I see. Because bass is, the notes on bass is yeah. bass clef. Yes. So you have to know how to read both. both. Yeah, you right. have to learn how to read both. But in any instrument, for as long as you can read, you know, the piano score, the piano staff, mm. there's a, the upper portion is the, the, the G clef right. portion and then the lower portion is the bass clef portion. So, if you can read those both, you can play bass instrument or any, any you know, bass clef. <laughs> story ako dyan, Kuya Bob. Ano yan? So the first time I, um, I sat down to session, Binigyan ako ng piano guide. Uh-huh. Right? So, alam, since you're a conductor, alam mo naman na ako ano itsura ng drum chart. Right? Sure, yeah. So, drum chart, I could read. Yeah. And then, sinaksakan ako ng piano, piano score. guide. Yeah. Ng piano score. Nagulat ako kasi, tapos na yung kanta, nasa gitna pa lang ako. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kasi, ano yan, di ba? Treble and bass clef. Binabasa ko. Isa-isa. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. going back to your sax yeah. story. So, you started playing in a band as a sax player. Now. Yes, doon ako nag, nag, nag saxophone and then until 15, 16, 17 until after high school and first year college. So nasa banda pa rin and then after high school medyo hindi na masyadong active yung banda kasi lahat kami busy na nasa right. college and all right. that. So when I went to college, when I went to UP, um, sabi ko, I already know how to play clarinet. I already know how to play saxophone. But uh, my, my goal really was uh, I would like to be um, part of a symphony orchestra. Oh. But I don't want to go back to the clarinet. Make clarinet's a symphony orchestra, but saxophone, they seldom use saxophone. So the closest woodwind instrument is the flute. So I pick up the flute ah. and flutang naging major ko sa college of music. Abelardo Hall. Yes, yes. So, and then that was the start of my flute career. Yeah, the UP. Pero prior to that, prior to that, um, I started um, taking lessons na sa flute bago ako pumasok sa conservatorio. Kasi you have to audition eh. Right. Mga kung June ang pasukan. I think I started in September. So I have at least six months of training sa flute. And then, and that is, um, that's by accident also. Kasi that's why I tell some musicians, you know, as a professional musician, we all encounter either, we call it like a phone call of a lifetime. 
Right. That phone call will bring us to where you are today. Yes, or, you yes, know, yes. You, that will oh, bring yeah. you places. Oh, yes. That will bring you places, yes. right? To me, it was the the bus ride of my lifetime as a, as a professional musician. Can you can you tell us more? Yeah, I was um my 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 grandparents. Um, I grew up in Cavite. In Cavite. It's which part? In Kawit, you know, where the Philippine okay. independence. So where was this base that you were talking, Sangli? Yes, Sangli Point. Yes, yes, yes. That's where my mom and dad met. Oh, really? Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> and they and then so my, they worked there too. My yeah, both oh. of them worked there. Yeah. And then my um, my dad lived in Manila, um. but he did sales, and uh, they were one of the vendors of the base. The base. Okay. My mom was a secretary at the base, and she lived in the city, Cavite City. Wow. Sa yeah. Caridad naman. Sa Caridad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kayo malapit sa kay Emilio Aguinaldo. Yes, sa Kawit. At saka sa Covidlandia. Yes, sa Covidlandia. <laughs> yung 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 Caridad is Caridad and then yung 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 pinaka-downtown na Cavite City and then San Antonio yeah, San where Sangli Point is. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So I would yeah. go to PN Park. Yes. Swim sa Lido at saka mm-hmm. Villamar. Ah. Yeah. And as a kid, I remember we will take the boat ride to US Embassy yung Hydrofoil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yung yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah, so that was that was the, okay. you know. Uh, growing up, so growing up in yung Cavite, ano, yeah. yeah, sa Cavite. So, nung college na ako, I was um, taking a bus going to Manila. I took a bus. Sa Ulog. Sa Ulog, yes. Tsaka <laughs> St. Rafael. Oo, oh, yun na. Yeah. So, I took the bus. And then, pagsakay ko ng bus, um, this guy, this one musician, nasa bus din, kasama ko sa banda ng lolo ko yun. Okay. Uh, but he's older. Ang um, pangalan niya is, uh, we, we used to call him a king. Kasi Enrique yung pangalan niya. Sa okay. Pino Iking, di ba? But in Manila, his nickname is Eric. His name wow. is uh, Professor Eric Barcelo. Yeah. Okay. So, nung araw, tawag ko lang sa kanya, Ike, ganun. Parang Ike, oh, oh, di ganun. Um, we were talking sa bus. Sabi ko, I, I bought a flute. Kasi he's a flutist. He's a he, was, he was with the Manila Symphony Orchestra during that time. And I told him, I bought a flute. Um, I would like to take some lessons if you have time. So, I, you know, I'll go at your house because he lived he used to live in he lived in Manila up to now right at that time he they live in Manila already sabi niya oh yeah just just visit me here's my address here's my phone number so nakita lang kayo sa bus sa bus yeah wow so actually yung pagpasok sa UP sa conservatorio that was not the plan yet at that time I just want to learn how to play the flute and I'll start from there right, right. so and then so I was taking lessons I go to um his house uh, Malacanang malapit sa Malacanang sa may Mendiola yeah Nung araw, marami pa mga rally-rally. Yes. Nagisarado nga yeah. sa may nagtahan. And all so that. I would go there every week and then take flute lessons under him. So after three, of course, I have a background already in music, so it's easier. The, the reading of notes is not a problem anymore, just the, you know, the embouchure yes. and how to play the flute. So I, my progress was really, you know, fast. fast. And then after four months, he told me, would you be interested in going to the Conservatory of Music, the UP? Oh, how? How? So I said, how? Well, you audition. How can I audition? I was, I'm just a beginner. Oh, you can audition. I can prepare for the audition. Galeno. And then he did prepare me for that. And then I auditioned and I got accepted. So that, that's the first you know, stepping stone of my career, professional musician, in the UP Conservatory of Music. And one good thing with, wow. with, with UP is, unlike other universities outside, in UP, you're just in the campus all day, all night. Yeah, tambay sa campus, tambay na, it's so it's so so much fun around. You don't have to go out of the campus. Yes, yes. And during college we will practice in our studios sometimes until nine PM until ten PM, you know. Just practice, practice, practice. 
Because every semester you have a recital, you have to perform your your you made your pieces. You know? So what were your parents saying nung time na to? They were okay with it that you were going to be a musician. Oh yeah, my, my, because yung yung I mean, of of course, your mom was a singer. Yeah. Uh, your grandfather was a musician. But then again, diba, sa Philippines may stigma na you have to go to school, diba? Parang ganun. Exactly. But my parents, I never heard anything to discourage me. To them, it's like, go, go. That's a good opportunity. Go. Natanggap ka sa UP, go. I mean, that, that's a good opportunity. Of course. And then I studied, studied hard. And then hanggang up on my second year sa conservatorio, so I joined the National Music Competition for Young Artists and Namsia sa CCP. Okay. So I won the grand prize nung ano then tapos tuloy-tuloy na on my um, fourth year on my graduating year I was preparing for my graduation recital and at the same time my teacher si Eric Barcelo and professor ko he was there too he, he yeah he was with the Manila Symphony but he moved sa, sa Philippine Philharmonic sa CCP yes 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 so nabakanti yung position niya sa Manila Symphony Orchestra he, and he then, recommended you no, I auditioned oh, audition? for that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I auditioned. You have to audition kasi, di ba, maraming yeah. pista, maraming ano. So I auditioned and I got the chair. So I got the first chair. So that was my first. When you say you got the first chair, ikaw ang lead dun sa, ano na yun, sa section. Ikaw na principal, ikaw ang principal yes. flutist. Ikaw ang lead nung section mo. Ganun. Okay. So my first tuxedo, ano, bibihisan ka na, di ba? <laughs> first season concert mo, yung nasa theater ka na, saying, this is how it looked like, di ba? You know, so it's very exciting, and and I will never forget that man. Of course, my grandfather, my first teacher, and if it's not, you know, Eric Barcelo really brought me to the professional world. Talaga nag-align, no? Nag-align, yes, yeah. Before, because I was already planning to, you know, I took business in college, na nasa nasa business na ako na college, and then, because nga ano yung Hindi ko alam kung paano papasok sa conservatorio. I don't know how. Oh, okay. I don't know how complicated. Yes. To me, it's very complicated, di ba? Pero at that time, dumating yung Eric Barcelo sa buhay ko. And then yes. He guided he, you he, yeah. toward that path. Yeah, yeah. He guided me toward that path. So, yeah, everything is aligned. So, yun na, simula na yun. And then, nasa Manila Symphony Orchestra na ako. Yung, and then, at the same time, meron ka na mga, tinatawagan ka na sa mga recording, nire-recommend uh-huh. ka na. Yung sa recording, through recommendation. Yes, yes. Sense. Because um, during the old days, yung mga matatandang musicians na nagre-record for the movie industry and the pop music industry, um, mga suplado yun sila eh. Oh. Pagka pasok mo sa recording studio, titignan ka na mukha ulo, mula ulo hanggang paan, just sit down and if you're not good, pag hindi mo, hindi ka nagustuhan, hindi ka natatawagan ulit. Para sila fraternity, no? Yeah, that, that's, that's how they were. Ganon sila. They're very meticulous. Yeah. But it's good because, you know, you really, you know. It keeps the, ano, it keeps the industry above standard. Exactly. And, you know, yun yung magiging level mo, pati sa discipline mo. Yes. And, and another thing, um, during college, it was a great privilege to be able to um, be under um, Professor Serios Milia Jr. Oh. He was also our conductor sa Manila Symphony at that time. But at the same time, Professor Dinamis is a college of music, sa chamber music. Okay. You know, chamber music is from playing duet, trio, yeah. quartet, and all that. Yes. And, and that, there's a class of chamber music. It's a 40-minute class. And then, once you're assigned to play for, for that day, you form ka ng either trio or quartet. You're a trio or quartet. You're before that week, before that day. And then, but when the time comes, napaka-busisi niya yung talagang ipapamukha, papamulat niya sa yung you have to 
be this way when you play like this when he's playing like that you will catch his melody it's not like there's it, there's always yeah. a connection yes ganon. yes when the, don't when there's a rest in music a rest in music doesn't mean rest don't play it means rest you continue to play without sound yes but you don't detach to the music i hope people pick that up if you're a musician <laughs> listening to this because that's a very valuable lesson eh, di ba kahit Kahit saan eh, yung, yeah. yung silence is part of the music. Exactly. That's the most important, yes. one of the most important part of music is the silence. Yes. Yeah. Anticipation yun eh. Exactly. And yeah. even my musicians, I always tell them, when, you're, when you have a rest, don't stop playing. Just don't make sound. Uh-huh. But you're still within the music. Yeah. Don't detach. Yes. Right? Yung focus, the focus continue to be the same. Para pagdating ng part mo, Seamless because, seamless, because yeah. somebody is playing the melody or part that you will pick up. Yeah. It's oh. a continuation. Oh That's how God. it yeah. is. Yeah. That's the continuation of the circle, right? But if you stop playing, there will be a millisecond, there will be a gap. Yes. Yeah. So this is what you did. Yeah. So I, and there's milia talagang, oh man, you sometimes in, in, in the 40-minute class, you will only play six to eight bars repeatedly. Because he want to make sure that you understand. <laughs> this eight bars, there's a lot of things happening here. Yeah. There's a rest. There's a connection of mm. melody. You have to understand because this is, this is really the music. Once you understand this, that first eight bars, yeah. the next section will be easier. That's true. So that's how we... I, I totally agree. That's how he, we were fed on, on chamber music. That was why we got very strong foundation on chamber music. So it was called chamber music. Chamber music, yeah. So what's the difference between chamber... Ah, Maybe an ensemble is part of chamber music. Yes, an okay. ensemble is a chamber music. Okay, yeah, it's, it. it's more like a classical term. Cha- chamber parang room. Yeah. Small, small yeah. room music. Parang I ganun. see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it can be bigger. It can be like we, when uh, we went um, from Manila Symphony, we moved to Makati at the PCI Bank at the time during the 80s. Um, we were called the Manila Chamber Orchestra. I heard about that. Yeah, we started only 25 members. So kayo you? Oh, Five five woodwinds lang five uh, winds uh, flute oboe clarinet bassoon and French horn and, and this was your string. day job yeah and you got paid monthly salary yeah yeah tuktog o walang tuktog tuktog o walang tuktog we get paid yeah that's, oh my that's, God. it's a full time job yeah so in the morning we and and you only work three hours a day you nga the rehearsal is only three hours a day but you know. On your own time, you have to practice at home. Manila Chamber. You have to practice the pieces because hindi ka tulad ng pupunta ka sa rehearsal, doon ka lang magpa- No. You have to practice You have to live, eat, and home. breathe yes. the piyasas, di ba? Kasi, kasi when you, pag, pagdating mo sa ensemble, expected na you already know your piece. Yes. I-ano I- lang yun eh. Parang, i i i i i i i it's more fun really playing in a smaller group because you must, must yung, yung reflexes mo, you, you really have to be alert all the time. Kasi how come, how come I don't believe you when you say that? Because if, if you think it's okay to play in a smaller group, you should be conducting a band, but you're conducting an orchestra. So. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fun. It's a different experience. Okay, okay. You know? yeah, the, the smaller the group, the more challenging because there's more, of course, yes. there's more responsibilities. Less people are yes, playing. Yes, diba? yes, So you have to play more. And then, yung nga yung connection yeah. within, yung connection within. Orchestra is the same. There's no difference. Just a bigger group. That's why I, I always tell my members because sometimes you're conducting, let's say, uh, the French horn or trumpets are rest. 
and then strings are playing and then they will pick up the melody and they're right. late. And I always tell them, because you stop playing during the rest, you're not supposed to stop playing. Correct. That's, that's, that's the key. That's the key. If every musician can learn that, that discipline when they're rest, they don't stop playing. They just don't make sound. And that's the key to a good chamber music, to a good ensemble. Correct. Okay, we're going we're gonna to take a break, Kuya okay. Bob, and then we'll be back after this short word from our sponsor. All right. And we are back. Kuya Bob, bago tayo dumiretso sa present time, yeah. how long did you do the Manila Chamber Orchestra? Um, Manila Chamber Orchestra, we started that in 1986. Okay. So I was there until 1991 when I migrated to the U.S. So 86 to 91. Yeah. So what I did, um, hindi muna ako nag-resign. Kasi I don't know what's going to happen with me here in the U.S. Mm. But I have to try because uh, my father, I have to meet with my long-lost father and he got sick. So um, kaya, ma- ma- yung, it, my mission going to America is big. And right. that is something that I cannot say no. I have family to go, first. Yes, first, family. Right? I have to go to America and I have to try here. But I did not resign and Professor Asmila allowed me. I told, sir, if I can just try maybe six months because I don't know what's going to happen, but I have, I have to go to the States. So, so you met up with your dad? Yeah. How was that? Oh, that was, that was a very good reunion. That was, that was an awesome. Can you tell? Can you it, tell us? It, it made my life complete. Kasi, um, Closure ba? Yeah, yeah. Yung, um, My my dad and my mom, so they they got separated, not not by choice. During those time, you know, uh, discrimination up to now, discrimination, yeah, and 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 well, interracial marriage were not very encouraged, especially yeah. in the military. Yeah. My dad, my daddy, been uh, talked to his chaplain in the navy, and he was not even encouraged to to do so. And, parang leave, they yeah. leave them. And my grandfather came the states prior and, and I have an uncle who, who worked here in the states during that time and they told my, my, my mom was very young he told my mom you know just stay there you, you, you'll be good you have your family here in the Philippines you have your child don't worry about it because we don't we don't want you going to the states and you will get discriminated discriminated maltreated right you know, your, your husband see Jer- Jerry's name my dad he's a very good man but you know it's out the outside world yeah you know And and my my mom got so scared, but he's she's got a, a good job in the bay, so right. she decided to stay. So and, your dad left you guys, like babay naman. Yeah, pero uh, she he came mga a couple of times okay. back. Pero yung pagkatapos na nung service na so nawala na hanggang sa oh no nagsara yung base, di ba? Oh, tapos father ko bata pa rin no, mm. and things things like that happen. Kaya parang nawala na rin ang connection. Right. Ganun. Not until you know I was 30 years old and. But I, how were you growing up without a dad? How did you feel? Was it incomplete? I mean, I mean, your grandfather was there, but then yeah, again, it's it's always incomplete, of course. Yeah. But since I have um, um, a really good support from yes, family yes. of my mother, and you know, my uncles, they they're, they're mm. you know they're they're like, like my father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like my father. They you know they always take care of me. They always give me advice. Right. Those kind of things. Even so how old, Oh, <laughs> so how old were you when when your dad left? Grow, I was mga five. Oh yeah. my God. Very young, yeah. And then you saw each other when you were 30. I was 30, 31, yeah. Married na. Oh, yeah. And then I have uh, half siblings here, nasa Ohio. So wait, how was that? Oh, okay, my God. So, so, ganito yung ano, then I have a relative uh, who who works for the government here in the United States. Okay. And then, when um 
and then they went to the Philippines. We were talking over dinner, and and he he asked me, "Hey, I know you're you're successful here. You have a job, and you know, but don't you want to, to at least try to find your father? Maybe he's still alive, mm. right? Oh, no connection, na pala. Oh, no, wala talaga. And sabi ko, yeah, why not? What do you have? So all, all I have is all his signatures and yeah. my birth certificate and all that, but I don't have his social security number and all yeah. that. But my uncle to, told me that, okay, let me write a letter. Write a letter to your father. Just write a letter. Send me your picture, whatever picture you have, a picture in the symphony orchestra, and then put it in an envelope, and I will send it to a friend in the United States from San Diego who, who at that time used to work for a congressman. Okay. And then he sent the letter. And then the name of the guy is Bob Medina. And he said, Brother Bob, uh, please, uh, this is my nephew. Please help him. He wants to look for his father. You know, he was an ex-military, blah, 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 during these years, during this time. So, and then, because they have access to the record. Of course. Right? So, then, there you go. The letter came out and then fun continues. I'm playing, I'm playing music. Oh my God, you just threw it out to the just wind. Just Okay, that's an yeah. option. Okay. Let's, let's go for it, right? And then, okay, back to life. Back to life. And then... So I, I used to live in Malate at that time. So we have oh, a nice Simanang. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was I was so with the Manila Chamber Orchestra, right? Remember those days we have a beeper, yeah. pocket bell? Yeah. yeah. So after seven months, the, the maid Simanang um messaged me. Says, Kuya, Daddy called. The message. Daddy called. So daddy called. And I totally <laughs> forgot what daddy called. So I called her back. Said, Manang was daddy called. And, and, and she said, this is in Tagalog. Uh, sabi niyo, Kuya, may tumawag dito. Parang Amerikano tatay mo raw siya. Parang, oh! know, somebody called. He, he sounded like an American. He said, he's your father. Oh. And he, so I, I said, what, what happened? Did, <laughs> said, um, he, he gave me his number. But oh. I, 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 would, I would like to make sure that she really got the numbers correctly, right? Okay. I came home right away. and then What I were called. you doing? I was, we were at the rehearsal. So um, you had to... Yeah. No, I have to wait until the rehearsal okay, okay. is over. Okay, okay. But excitement. Yeah, yeah of them. course. And it's like, man, I was out of concentration. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I went home and then I dialed uh, the phone. And during, during those days, we don't have like Viber and all that. So yes. it's, it's a long... It's an overseas, overseas call, right? Overseas call, And you pay by, by the minute, by, by the, the second. Yes. And then I called back and it said, oh, and we called... Uh, is this uh, Mr. Schroeder? And then my dad says, Bobby, he, he called me Bobby. Yeah. Ever Bobby since you were, a, ever since yeah. you were. Because you know, a, a, young Robert is, a, young, a, young, a young Robert is Bobby, right? Yes. <laughs> so he called me Bobby. How are you? How do you feel when he said those words? I can, I don't know. I can, I don't know what oh. I said, but I just said, and you know, well, it's good to, you know, touch base again. And how are you? And he said, I'm okay. And, and he said, what do you want? What do you need from me? And he said that, what, just tell me, what do you want? What do you need from me? And I told him, I would like to see you. I would like to go there. And, and he said, what do you need? Well, I told him that, well, I went to the U.S. Embassy, and the U.S. Embassy need your military records uh, to their proof that uh, when I was conceived, you were here. Dates, time and dates, right? So the following day, I received a FedEx, like overnight FedEx with all the documents. Because the U.S. Embassy won't give me my U.S. passport, passport because yeah. they need proof, right? 
And I was, at that time, I was, I was already issued the Philippine passport. So, Pinoy. Pinoy na, yeah. And then, so I got the paperwork. So I went to the embassy. Okay, um, this is what you requested. And this military record of my father. There's some, here are some pictures, signature. And he even sent the birth certificates of my siblings, my half-siblings. So here's the document. And then the embassy told me, okay, Mr. Schroeder, just fill out these forms. Um, <laughs> if you can go... You can go out and have a picture taken because we need the picture taken. So I submitted the picture and they said, okay, um, go to lunch and come back around in an hour, an hour and a half. Okay. So <laughs> I went to lunch and then when I returned back, so you get a number, right? And then they call you, um, Ms. Schroeder, um, here's your receipt, pay $40, the cashier, so I pay $40. And then when they return, they give you my passport. <laughs> And all the original documents. Yeah. So that was, you, that was you, the beginning. Are you the eldest on both sides? Hmm? Are you the eldest son? On yes, both, yes, both, yes, both, yes, both yes, 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 yes. Your mom remarried, but no, no, indeed, I'm the only child with my mom. And then you're the eldest child of your dad. Yes, yes, and I have younger, three younger um, half siblings. Okay, so the, so when you saw your passport, then you were like, oh my god, this is gonna be real. Uh, yeah, and then I then what. <laughs> what am I going to do now? And the embassy advised me, well, if you plan to stay in the Philippines longer... Than one year. Yeah. No, no they said, um, you have, I have to leave in three months, something like that. If, if, you, if, you, if you need to stay in the Philippines longer, you need to go to Philippine Immigration and get an ACR, <laughs> an Alien Certificate of Registration. So, from being Pinoy, you're alien. Ka na. And, and this, this happened just entering and exiting the U.S. Embassy. Yes. Same day. Entered as a Filipino, yeah. left as an American. Uh, yes. Okay. So, I went to Intramuros right away because it's not too far from yeah. the embassy and then got my ACR and ICR while still fresh and all that. So, because I don't know yet, when am I going to leave at that time? Because I have a job. And Were I you married at this time? Yeah, yeah. Did your wife know about what was going on? Uh, hindi. Hindi, hindi. Kasi so, wala pa cell phone din. No? Wala pa, wala pa. Yeah, wala pa mm-hmm. cell phone. Okay. So anyway, so, the, ganun, um, <laughs> then I got my ACR, ICR and then when I returned to the symphony, so that's what I told Professor Smith. That's what I told everybody. So guys, I'm sorry if I was not, you know, focusing yesterday or the other day. This is what's happening. So anyway, everybody was so happy. Oh. And then that's the start of our communication with my, my father. So I called him every once in a while. I spent a lot of money with that, but you know, I don't care. Yeah. Right? How did it feel talking to dad? It is, that made my life complete. That made my life complete. All of a sudden, your confidence na akala mo yeah. nandun, nadagdagan talaga. Nandun. Yes, this is it, diba? This is the, wow, diba? Then as, as the, the date gets, gets closer that I'm flying to the US already, so the excitement, you know, really pump, it's pumping. And then I'll start, I started sending them, um, my stepmother over there, I started sending them like placemats, yung mga Filipino. Yes, 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 yes. It's anything that uh, originally Filipino, yeah. And then I sent my father Baron Tagalog, uh-huh. so anything that I can send. Our culture is yeah. hospitality. Yes, yeah. yes. And then here comes the date. Oh, I'm supposed to leave. Um, I'm supposed to leave Manila, July eight, nineteen ninety one. So May, mga May. So prepared na ako, May. What was your wife saying? What was your wife telling you when this was happening? They, I, I. I She's not sure if she's going to believe it or not. Yeah. In fact, they did not come to me. They did not come with me right away because they don't know. Yeah. When you I had told kids, them, you had kids at the yeah, time. Two, also. two kids. Oh my God. Yeah. I said, I'm going to the States. You want to come over? Because, you know, this is a new life, right? 
No, they stayed. <laughs> they stayed because they don't know. So, anyways, uh, mga bandang May. So I'm I'm ready. I'm getting ready to fly. And Flight I'm, was July, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm already um, you know, got a trainee for the orchestra to replace me for the time being. Uh huh. And then May. Here come, I got a call from Joey Albert. Oh, Bob. I'm having um I'm celebrating my 10th year anniversary at the Manila Hotel on July 10th. Can ah. you be can you be the musical director? I said, "Joey, I'm flying on the 8th. Where are you going? I'm going to the States. Are you crazy? What are you going there? I mean, do you have a good job here? You you're happy uh-huh. here? Joey, I have to meet my father. You need to go." Yes, he <laughs> Joey said. But you need but you need to do my concert first. <laughs> So, oh. so I delayed. I delayed my concert for another two days. Delayed your flight. My flight. Yes. Though. I delayed the flight though because I I did Joey's concert. So we did that in Manila Hotel. It was so much fun. And then they two days after, then I flew to the U.S. So when you got to Ohio, ano pagkaramdam So Ohio, they live in um, it's called Arcanum, Ohio. It's a small town in Ohio, um, close about forty miles north of Dayton. Ohio. Okay, that's the biggest city then, uh, closer. Takaya Columbus, Ohio. So when I arrived, during those days, um, people can still go by the tube, right? Yeah. Once you get out the tube, nandun na yung yes. family or whoever, your friends. So I saw my, my youngest sister and my dad. Yeah. And my dad was wearing my, my, the Baron Tagalog that I sent oh. him. And, and wearing short pants. short pants. Short pants. So um, then and I, I, heard, I heard my younger sister says, that's him. That's it. And then so we hugged. It was like, it was total silence for two seconds. It was really, it was silence, yeah. And then so we hugged and we hugged. The three of us hugged and, you know, so. And then we drove to town. Uh, they live in a small town. It's a farm town. People very nice. They don't lock their cars there. They he just, introduced you to everybody. I they, yeah, I got introduced to Proudly. the community. Yeah, so every day during those days, uh, he was already retired, and he manages the golf the golf course. So we'll go every morning after breakfast. We'll go to the golf course, and you know, he will play sometimes. And he he taught me how to play golf. I said, I'm only good with music. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not good with those kind of things. And and he said. There's a lot of oops. There's a lot of oops. Because I, I miss the ball always. Oh. So anyways, so every day we will go to one of his friends and introduce me. Did I tell you before that I have a son in the Philippines? Then I don't remember, but he's here now. I <laughs> said <laughs> so those kind of things. But people are very nice. They're very nice. Parang ano provinciano sila. Yes, yes. Ang, 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 their, their, their culture, their character is totally different from, you know. The, from the, the city. Big, big yeah. city, yeah. yeah. We, we are all in, in the rush here. They uh, don't laid back. Laid back yes. and, you know. They're farmers. There's, there's one uh, bar in town. So you, everybody goes there, including children after work. You play uh-huh. pool, you drink. Right. Family affair, yeah. in other words. There's, there's jukebox. Yes. And, and, and women, they dance with you. That's, that's their culture. They dance and, you know. So it was fun. It was yeah. And then, and then, and, and then, then. They'll, they'll invite you to drink. They invite you to to eat, and so I stayed there for one month. Okay, yeah. but he wanted me to stay. He said, "Well, there's Dayton Symphony Orchestra." But I said, "Dad, Symphony Orchestra. There's only three flutists. It's either it's either one will die or I kill him. <laughs> right? 
it's it's not that easy. If I'm a violinist, it will be very easy to right. easier, you know. But I said I would like to uh, visit my relatives in California. But I, my, my, I really wanted to go to California because this is where, you know, oh, yeah. the, the action, entertainment yeah. industry, and we know that. Because over there, it's very nice. Like now, if, if I would like to retire there, that's, that's a good option to retire. It's right. very quiet, very cheap, you know. Right. But there's nothing. Yeah. It's farm. And you eat fresh food, you eat organic stuff. Okay, you wake up, you do your thing, you go to sleep. You know? Yeah. We go to the backyard and uh-huh. pick up corn. Yeah. yeah. So those kind of things. But anyway, so I went to California and then started my life in California. And then I would just visit him every year, every now and then. You know? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. I don't usually go there during winter because of the harsh winter. Yeah. And, and, oh, my God. East Coast. But I usually visit yeah, Thanksgiving and, and summertime. Yeah, summer is fun. So until, you know, the seven years, but, um, and then he passed away after seven years. But that was the best seven years of my complete life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's a very inspiring story, especially those. Now I'm a member of, um, there's a group in Facebook, like um, Children of American Children. Americans, yeah. Yeah. And I try to help them because, um, you know, I, I can, I know how it feels like. and It's, it's really a big deal in life to be able to meet. You know, if I only wow. can talk to those fathers who left their child and, you know, it's not, Filipinos are not, we're not, they will not go after your money and all that. We just want to be with you and want to see you. you, you, you just a validation. Yeah. And when I arrived there, my father asked me, what's your expectations? I said, nothing. I just want to see you. <laughs> I, I came here like free and open. It's like I don't have expectation. I even, I'm open to start a new career. I'm open to start, you know, if, if you know, I we got no, to, no pressure. No just, pressure, yeah. right? Let's yeah. just hang out. Yeah. So, and because just have an open mind. And I always tell that also to, to young musicians who migrate here in the United States. Have an open mind. You already know music. Maybe find other interests. That, right. You know, because there's a lot. This is, this is the land of opportunity. You can go back to school. You can learn new things. And, you Amen. Know, just name it what other interests you have. Just sort it out. Sort yeah. it out. Put music on the side. Sort out what are my other interests. Because you know what, your passion will always find you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Diba? And, and that's that's. So did what you go? Did you me. go home? I mean, after Ohio, California, did you go back home to pick up your family or sumunod na lang sila? Seven years. Seven years. Bago bago umuwi ulit. Yeah. So seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bago umuwi ulit sa Pilipinas. But did your wife and kids come? Uh, no, later na. Later na. Later na. Yeah. So you had to find yourself here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. So I have to start over. I have to work. Um, I have a friend, see, Tonyo Rodriguez, bass player. Okay. Yeah. So he was here. He was in San Diego. So I asked him, Tonyo, what do you do here? Well, I play in the orchestra, but the orchestra just got disbanded. Now I'm working as a courier with this uh, Korean cellist. <laughs> if you want, you can join us. So I joined them. Uh, um, I worked as a courier. We delivered, like, I, I used to deliver medicine to Kaiser. I oh did that for God. two months. Wow. And then I pick up the uh, the van, bringing stuff to LA and then back to San Diego. On the way to LA, the height of the traffic, I would see, like, musicians. I was driving, like, a step van, you know, yeah. a high, yeah. high van. So I would see, like, musicians, like, wearing tuxedo with their violin on the side. Oh, man. That, I was, like, in tears. That was my job, right? And then after two months, I, I stopped. I cannot do this anymore. I have to find <laughs> something else. And then, so my aunt, my aunt um, 
asked me if I um if I know debit and credit because they're hiring um I can work as a temp in her company. Right. You know. I said, of course, I'm, I went to business, you know, school. And then, so that's that how I started my uh, non-musical career. I work as a um, payroll um, administrator. And then they were, um, after a few months, they were um, computerizing their system. Mm. So they were computerizing their system. And then I was very instrumental in feeding information. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. And then the programmer, the developers will do it. And then I'm like, you know what? He told me, you are like the designer because you tell me the design. You tell me what oh, will show nice. on the screen. And then later on, after the implementation, they need somebody who will, of course, a functional support for that yes, uh, yes. system. Because they're already developers. And this was before Oracle. The system was called uh, PeopleSoft. And it's still, oh, yeah, 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 PeopleSoft. Yeah, but still, I still, I still um, a practitioner of PeopleSoft. Even okay. Today. So, and then... I learned people stuff. I volunteer. I'm interested. I would like, I would like to learn more about it. So they sent me to school. They sent me to St. Louis, Missouri nice. to, to study, you know, some programming and how the system work, um, running query SQL and all those kind of stuff. Uh huh. So, and it becomes more interesting because when you design the system, the program for my support is a human resources and payroll. It's like arranging music. You, you can use your, your, your creative mind to, to make things. Yes. Move, to make, yes you know, design the page where the users will. And now use. you're looking at the big picture. Yeah. So I've been doing it for like 28 years now. Up to now. Yeah. Side by side music and that. And that's paying my retirement. That's paying my paid vacation and all that kind of stuff. That's why when I do music, there's no stress because, you Can know. you imagine, I mean, from, from the first minute we recorded this podcast up to now, Talagang, talagang nilatag na yung daan para sa inyo eh, no? Exactly. And I believe that. And I believe that. Kaya, you know, I encourage, I am not a religious person, but I, I consider myself spiritual. Spiritual, yeah. I always talk to him and I always pray and that, that really matters yes, a lot. Yes. And that, you know, there's, he will always find the way yes. for you. You know, there's some, there's some blockage sometimes, there's some rough road sometimes, but there's always a path that will clear the way. Galing. Yeah. So, how did we get from, I mean, now that you were, you were grounded with the PeopleSoft, when did you say, it's time to go back to music? Um, I've been, I, I did not really stop. stop, but I stopped playing as a professional musician. So, it took a backseat, kind of, yeah. yeah. So, even I was working already as a non-musician, I still play. My, my bass is always... Every Sunday I played the church. Okay. I joined the church group. So I played the flute with the choir. Right. I was a volunteer. And one time in San Diego, I was playing. There's tall guy. Oh, tall, you were based in San Diego. I was based in San Diego. This tall guy, his name is Gary Pack. Mm-hmm. And we became very good friends. He's a very good trumpet player. He, he's, he's, one of, he's one of the best trumpet players in, in San Diego during that time. So Gary, after the mass, Gary approached me. And he told me, you sounded like you're a professional musician. And I told him, yes, I am. <laughs> so do you, what, what do you do? Do you play around? Stuff? And then I told him, well, I'm new here in town. And, you know, I haven't met, actually, I met a few musicians, but not a lot of them are professional musicians. And Gary told me, would you like to, would you be interested to join me on Sunday, next Sunday? Because there's like a gathering at the Musicians Union in, um, in San Diego. Uh-huh. I said, okay, I'll join you. So that's when I started meeting professional musicians at the unions and and they will audition you. And and 
here, I notice here they 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 don't assume that you read notes or something. Yes, and they will ask you, do you read charts? Do you read notes? Yes, do you do this, this, and that. Yeah, said, yeah, because the Philippines they don't ask that, right? So anyway, so that was the start of my music in the mainstream. So I start getting gigs, mga small gigs, quartet trio, and then every once in a while I will play with the uh, San Diego Pops Orchestra. So you were you were you were plugging yourself in uh, some mga sa mga ganong klaseng events yeah. not not the wedding stuff not the yeah mga iba-ibang um, mga iba-ibang venue ng uh, sa mainstream yes yeah. mainstream na talaga tapos yung Chula Vista Pops Orchestra there was the Chula Vista Pops Orchestra I played with them also for about two seasons and then I started having my own regular group you know and then we played together more regularly kung ano mga events so that was my job on weekends pag uh, sa San Diego right and then weekday, sometimes if there's a gig on weekday, you call in sick, right? <laughs> you call in sick, you get paid for, uh-huh, sick for day. work, and then you, you still do the gig. Yeah. So that was the, uh, the the first decade of my life here in the States. Yeah. And then... Now, did you unplug yourself from the Filipino community? Or were you plugged into the Filipino community when this was... During your first decade in the States? No, I'm always in touch. I'm With always the Filipino in touch. Community. Yeah, I'm always in touch. Like Pusong Pinoy was inside. I mean, because yeah. I mean, guys, if you're watching the YouTube, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you better watch the YouTube video <laughs> so that you can see how Kuya Bob looks like. No. <laughs> so I'm always in touch with friends and colleagues. Okay. And then, you know, um, before there was an email yet. You write letters, you send cards, on. And then uh, sometimes I, during those days, you buy a phone card and you yeah. call them every once in a while. Yes. So, and then some musicians, they will, um, sometimes they will take a job or a cruise ship. And when they stop by in San Diego, I'll pick them up and we go out. And okay. Yeah, my uh, former colleagues at Symphony Orchestra, my violinista, they have string groups. So, so there's always interaction. There's always, um, I did not, I stayed connected. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It, there was no detached. I was always connected. Then until, you know, first time I went on vacation, I visited UP, I visited friends, you know. And then here comes more um, electronic-driven communication. We have email. So it gets better and better. Now it's like you can talk to them. So that was my, um, and then after um, almost 10 years, and then I moved to L.A., yeah. Pero before we talk about your LA, let's break for another commercial and then we'll we'll talk about your LA chapter. Okay, good. <laughs> we'll be back. So finally, Kuya Bob, from San Diego, you packed up and then LA na. Yes. What um, made you move to LA? I um I got a job offer in LA as a systems analyst. So talaga okay. okay. Yeah, not a, not musician, but to me well, this is a good move because, you know, LA Hollywood is here, right? Yeah. So, and then, um, so I took the job, so I moved here and then continue my um, systems analyst job um, here in LA. And then also I did the same thing. I always, um, I play music, um, the local church. Right. And then that's where I will meet somebody. And I was, I used, we, I used to live in Glendale at that time. Oh, know? Okay. And then one time the musical director of the um, the choir asked me, Bob, do you know anybody or maybe you yourself 
have a background with the youth orchestra? I said, yeah, I was, I was with the youth orchestra in the Philippines. You think you can handle something like that? I said, sure. So what's the, uh, give me more details about it. And he said, because the entertainment, the entertainment foundation of Hollywood is um, giving in some money to support the, the children in the uh, depressed area in Boyle Heights community. So this is mostly Latinos. Oh. Yeah. I said, yeah, I would like to get more details and I'm, I'm interested. Right? Let's talk more about it. And then the, the, the president of the board at that time was um, Mr. Robert Korsinski. Uh-huh. Very nice guy. Yeah. He's an um, organist, church organist, Presbyterian church organist. So um, we talked, we talked, and then I, we exchanged you know, experience as a musician, how I handle kids, how my experience back in the Philippines. It, it's, it's very easy because in the Philippines. When you say kids, how old were these kids? These are like uh, grade school and high school kids. Okay, yeah. I'll start them. Yeah. Yeah. Youth orchestra, youth yeah. orchestra. So it's easy because uh, in the Philippines, that's, that's the reality in the Philippines. Eh? Right. We have the children coming from the provinces, learning music, learning, you know, coming from uh, uh, like, um, yeah, go ahead. Like uh, coming from a like a um, common some some are really poor families, but they're very talented. So that's how you handle it. And so I got the job. They offered me the job. So my first you would do this weekends or weekdays week after days? work weeknights wow. weeknights. Wow, because uh, the kids goes to school. Right. So ang ang rehearsal nila is after work then after school. So I did that in Boyle Heights. Um, there's a, they have a building there. It's called the Neighborhood Music School in Boyle Heights. So my first musical experience here in LA was to help the Latino community, not, 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 not yet not Filipino. the Filipino community. Yeah. It was the Latino community who adopted me and I did that for seven years. So training kids and, and I admired those Latinos because uh, the Mexicans, their culture is like very much like Filipinos. Right. The parents are very supportive. Right. When we have rehearsals, the parents bring food and you know, they're, they're culturally very similar. And, very, very hospitable. And, and family is so tight. Yes. You know, so tight. So I, I enjoyed it. And I met a lot of friends to, in, the, in the community. So I did that every year. Different kids. Some, some, some new kids will come. You know, some will graduate high school and they'll be gone. And some even graduating high school even recommend if you want to join the military band, you can be a musician in the military band. We have a couple. At that time, we have a couple of students who joined the U.S. Army band. So seven years it's fun. It's, it's challenging and everybody's welcome because that's, that's the goal. That's the, we, we cannot say no. If, if a child is talented, we have to provide something to, for them to learn. To, to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes different instruments, saxophone right. and not even with the orchestra. So I made some arrangement. I transcribed some of, let's say the bassoon part for the saxophone so they can play those kind right, of things. Right. So I did that for seven Wait, years. So you mentioned transcriptions. So while you were doing system, being a systems analyst, you were still writing music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, do, wow. I do music on the side. There's, it's nonstop. Paper or finale? Well, those, do, during those days, paper. Oh, yeah. wow. Paper. And then, you know, after a couple of years, that's when the finale came out. Uh-huh. And, but, you know, when you first use finale, it's, it's faster to write it on paper, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? So I can use paper. Yes. Yeah, so those those kind of experience because you know different instruments and I teach them how to transpose by 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 sight by sight by sight 
Like if you're a flute, you 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 read an alto saxophone piece, you just read it like bass clef and then right. transpose the key. Those kind of things. So because I would like the kids to learn to be more very flexible musicians. Right. Because I always tell them, you'll never know what you're gonna get out there. You have to be prepared for that correct phone call of your lifetime. You cannot say that, oh, this is this is the only thing I know. This is the only thing I want to know. You have to be prepared you have to when be that phone prepared rings, because yeah. you will never know. Yeah. And sometimes that phone call was is is not your comfort zone. And you have to adjust quickly. Yes, I'll do that. I can learn how to do that. See, you have to think of it, no? You had the bus ride of a lifetime and a phone call of a lifetime. Yeah. Bus ride of a lifetime took you to your music. Yes. Phone call of a lifetime took you to the States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my musical contact, especially here, in, I, I, I've been in the United States for 30 years now. It's always coming from the church. Wow. Somebody will approach me. Somebody will, from the church. Always. So how did you get connected naman with, um, with FASO? Uh, FASO is always um, forming um, a Filipino performing group. It's always a dream for me, myself, and a few other colleagues from the Philippines who came here from the symphony orchestra. But, you know, we don't know how, you know, forming a group costs money, right? And forming an orchestra, it's not like you have a four-piece band that you play in a club. Correct. Where you're talking about our regular members now is like 65. So we have 65 members. So in 2008, that's um, when it got materialized. So we were um, talking and then I believe it started um, when Leia Salonga had a concert at the Walt Disney concert hall. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then um, one of my uh, friends, um, Silito Cruz was there. And then he was with a couple more friends. Uh, one is uh, Andy Texon, mm-hmm. and the other one is um, Roger Oriel, the owner of Asian Journal. Yes. So, and he asked, why, why, why is it like Leia's longest orchestra is non-Filipino? Don't, don't, don't we have Filipino musicians here? Don't we have Filipino orchestras here? That, so Lito triggered that question. And Tito Andy plays the violin. With up yeah. to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was in Las Vegas. There's a people's convention in Las Vegas that time. So I got a phone call um, from another friend, another colleague, Bochok Molina. I said, Bob, um, somebody called me. They, they would like to um, talk about forming a symphony orchestra in LA. And they said they will, uh, financial, they will help financially to begin with. And I said, is that true? Because there's a lot of drawing. And then he told me, well, they, they, they sound like they're, they're serious about it. Yeah. So, I'm serious. So I'm because, okay, then I'll be back home like Sunday, Sunday. So, so let's, let's schedule a meeting during the week, next week. Right? Then we'll talk to them. So, yeah. And then, so we talk and then I, I give them some options. This is, this is mm-hmm. how it is. If you want it to be like Philippine, like LA Phil, where you, you pay the musicians monthly, whether they're concert or no concert. It's a season. That's their full-time job cost more but that's ideal if you want a community orchestra that we welcome everybody we don't control it does everybody can play all are welcome we can do that but i but am quality not, uh, quality i cannot answer for yes that. yes and the third is we'll do it like a community orchestra somewhat we pay them every session every concert but we will filter the membership we will audition the members so, hybrid yeah hybrid so that's what we did 
So first rehearsal, we, there's only nine of us. And, you know, some people are sarcastic, you know, you form Filipino-American. How many members do you have now? Nine. Okay, keep, keep telling yourselves orchestra, <laughs> right? You know, some people are like that. But anyways, so with the uh, word of mouth, and we sent flyers, uh, universities, a CSUN, UCLA, USC, and some um, Pasadena um, Community College. And we were able, it's amazing, there's a lot of Filipinos or half Filipinos or some even non-Filipinos who are, who are interested to participate right. who are music majors. So at the first concert, we were able to put together 60 musicians. Wow. Yeah, 98, 98%, 98% Filipino. Yeah. So that was the inaugural concert. So Inaugural concert was December? No, our inaugural was May, May 17, um, 29, 2009. 2009. But the first rehearsal was November 7, 2008. You did do a concert also in November, but December. December. December after that. Christmas yes. After the inaugural concert in May, the next concert will be the, the Pasadena Civic in Christmas. I concert. was invited to, to yeah. watch that yeah. concert, but I was um, on my way home to the Philippines. No. Yeah, when we had um, Cherise Pampenko was one of our yes, guests at the yes, time. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, um, yeah. And then we started it. We rehearsed and... You know how it is at the beginning, and you have to really have the uh, good core, and you have it takes time to be able to right? put that core together, the same thinking, the same vibes, and even some music. Yes, so it takes time. So, but we worked hard, we practice every week, um, practice, practice, practice. You know, it's all about practice. And after you practice, what you're going to do, practice, right? So, from being, um, Part of a section, from being part of a section to now being the conductor. How 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 was that? I know the abrupt transition. Mm, eh. yeah. But how was it? Now, oh my God, I'm the guy with the baton. Baton, batawag don. Baton, yeah, yeah. Well, that was not really mm-hmm. new to me because I was already a conductor even back in the Philippines. Yeah, you would do that also. Yeah, oh, okay. I've been doing that, and you know. Smaller scale, bigger scale. Um, some sometimes they're theatrical, musical, you know, uh, musicals. You know, so I've been doing that even back then. Yeah, and then again, going back to the chamber music experience, that really helped a lot. That's how really is happened. your How is your patience? That's another thing: leadership and patience. Yeah, really, and especially with our orchestra. You know, some you know professional orchestras. It's easier for the conductor because they're all, it's a given. They're all professional. They're all the same level, right? Yes. Once you keep your baton, you just pincing touches and all that. A community. A community. You deal with our younger, our youngest member is like 14 years old and the oldest is 75 years old. Right. And this is from professional musicians, uh, from students. Si Tito Andy ba yung oldest member? Hindi na. Meron pang mas matanda Tito Andy, for watching. From students, from semi-professional, from professional, from retail and retired musicians and full-time musicians. So different levels. The challenge is when you deal with them, you want to make sure that everybody's engaged. Right. Because you don't want the professionals to get bored because you deal a lot with the non-professionals. Right. So I have to think, that's the challenge for me. I have to think on ways how to deal with them and because I want to keep that momentum that everybody's engaged. Keep moving forward yeah. yung dating, hindi Yes. Yung... And then I want to make sure that what when I talk to non-professional or when I talk to people or sections that need attention, the professional, the other group 
who are really more professional level, they can also learn from what I'm talking about from that yes. point of view. Yes, yes, yes. So, kasi, ano, eh, diba? Kaya, yung, 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 everything is attached. Everything is engaged. What I talk here doesn't mean does not apply to you. Maybe you can, maybe you cannot apply this today, but in what you do tomorrow or the other day, maybe. You, so you need to pick up what we talk about here. So when you, know, when you, let's say, um, you're arranging this concert, diba? So may theme na kayo. Hmm. Do you ask your your musicians, anong gusto niyong gawin? Or you just present it to them na ito ang gagawin natin? Yeah, I usually form a small committee. Um, um, it's a creative committee. Um, usually the principal players of the musicians, right. concert master and the principals of wind. <clears> you know. Yeah. I, I will invite maybe five or six. And then plus Louis Ramos. Louis Ramos is one of our in-house uh, orchestrator, arranger. Mm. So Louis is part of my creative team. So we talk and I, I put up a list and I, I tell them, okay, this is what I have in mind. I want you to pitch in what you have in mind and then right. we'll start from there. And it's always a, a problem, but it's a good problem <laughs> because there's a lot of good selections. So I have a process of elimination. The trimming part of it. Yes. The, oh my God. Always is, a problem. the yeah. challenge. But that, that, that's how it works. Yeah. And of course, we always play Filipino music. Right. It's always part of our repertoire to play Filipino music. So we start with standard symphonic music, you know, maybe a classical overture or uh, a Baroque solo instrument or something like that. And then towards the end, lighter selections, Filipino like music. Yeah, Filipino, then OPM, people like it. Yeah. Tapos, so, so, si ano, um, what's his name again who gives you the the... Do you write the sections or you have, you have someone? Oh, we have, we have uh, arrangers. We have three arrangers in house and we also you tell them what you want to hear and all no, that. whatever is the need. So um, whatever we talk about, okay, we would like to play this, but we don't have arrangements and then we will arrange it. Sometimes um, we would like to play and we have to rent the arrangement if it's available. Right, yeah. right. When we play like John Williams, so oh, yeah. those are for rent Yes, and they're not cheap. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. How much do they run? It depends. From you can rent from like let's say uh, Superman. From you can rent from like hundred twenty dollars to like eight hundred dollars. It depends on the orchestration per per section or per per, per arrangement for the orchestra. Okay, okay. Yeah, in full arrangement. Yes. And you have to return that after. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's, the, that's the good thing here because it's controlled. You know, the the publisher controls the royalties and all that, and everybody. You know, arrangers and all that get a piece of the royalty when yeah. the piece is rented. So now, you're there, rehearsal. May, meron kang musician na hindi nakakahabol. What goes through your head and how do you deal with it? I deal with them uh, very professionally. And, you know, hey guys, you know, you know the parts that needs work, right? Work, work on that at home more, please. You know, verbal. Yeah. You know, you know those parts that need cleanup, right? Okay, work on those at home. <laughs> and you're not you're not uh, honing in on someone's No. Okay. I'm talking in general. Yeah. You know, you know you know those sections, you know those parts in, in the piece that uh, need more uh, TLC, work work more on that from home. Because next time I would like to hear it clean. Okay, then they come back. Is yeah. it normally clean or may doing is parent sometimes? Usually it will improve if it's not okay. very clean. And then you know they did something. Yes. You know that's ane yeah, yung 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 responsibility. Eh, yes. Diba? Yes. Yeah. Because and and they understand. No, 
rehearsal time is very limited. So you really have to do your part. You really have to do your homework to be able for us to be right. able to bring good music together. And, you know, it's character and they, you don't want to be embarrassed, you know, yeah. with the other musicians. What, 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 what kind of, um, what kind of scary experiences have you had during a concert as a conductor? Na alam mong, medyo lalaglag itong section na to and how are you able to pick it up? We, we never had that experience. Galing laging, laging, laging malinis, laging, you know, walang, walang yung nakakatakot na lugar. No, it's always, we make sure that, we make sure that na malinis lahat yung mga section. That's why we work hard on, on, on specific areas that need to be clean. Right. How is rehearsal like? Like how many times a week do you guys rehearse? Once a week. That's it? Yeah. In, in every concert, we will rehearse probably specific for that concert mga four to five times. That's professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the expectation. Kaya, di ba? If you want to join, this is this is what it is. This is what we do. Galing, no? And, you know, it's not it's not something that I don't care if you're the best, but this is a matter of how you work on your piece. Work ethic talaga. Work ethic talaga. Kasi yung, yung, di ba, oh, first flute is ako, second, first line, it doesn't matter. Your role doesn't matter. It's how you play your role. And then, and, and being part of the whole, yung, my God, no, talagang, pag narinig mo yung isang buong orchestra, kinikilabutan ako yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does it feel to be that person conducting? Well, is there a sense of pride? Yeah, and, and especially, you know, when, the sound, the, the sound that you're expecting is coming out, and when you ask for more, and then they give it, it's it's priceless, very fulfilling, yes. you know. Okay, Kuya Bob, let's talk about dynamics yeah. because part of your role mm-hmm. is to control the, the yeah. when you say sound, the dynamics of yeah. each section, mm-hmm. right? How is that? Like, imagine si Mickey Mouse, uh, anong anong ano uh, Fantasia ba? Yung, fun, yung, uh, yung water show? Uh-huh. Yeah, how, how is it? Actually, in conducting, um, the the right hand is what you use to to, key, to cue the the tempo, uh-huh. the beat, and wider wider beat means louder. Sometimes you don't see the baton, just very soft. The left hand's purpose is to cue for dynamics, mm-hmm. more less. Oh my God! Those kind Sabang of itong yeah. dalir, na to. And then, parang hirap, parang yeah. <laughs> And then you look, you look at the section if they're going to come in in a few. You look at them, make sure the attention is so you can give give the eye. Do they look contact. at you, man? Yeah, yeah. You can give the eye contact, and the benefit being Pinoy is you have the lips. <laughs> you have the lips. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Now, from a drummer's perspective, hindi ko pa natatanong si Edgar at uh, si Christian, but do you trust your drummer or do you cue your drummer? No, I trust them and I cue I do both because, you know, they are drummers. You're, you're, you're the governors. You're exactly, supposed to govern diba? the music, yes, right? Yes, yes. But, you know, sometimes... Kumbaga, kanang kamay mo yung drummer. Exactly, exactly. So I give them the I give them the feel that I would like them to execute. Okay. And sometimes, tulad si Edgar, misan sabi, sabi ko sa kanya, Edgar, masyadong malagkit. Yeah. Okay? Don't hold it back. Right. Just steady lang. Masyadong, yeah. Masyadong, sabi, misan, 
may, 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 may malagkit. Sige, masarap yung malagkit, eh, di ba? <laughs> may laid back, eh. So, may laid back. Pero sabi ko, huwag masyadong malagkit, di ba? Yung steady lang. Basta steady lang na, pero not, 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 hindi, hindi tumatakbo. Mas instead. Yung mga ganun. Oh, you just okay. give, give them the key for, for the feel, for the groove, and all that. And then I, I leave it up to them. And you know what? I, I think a perfect example, and I'll post the link in, in the description. Um, Edgar posted here when you guys played Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So sabi ko, ba't ka ito yung palo ni Edgar? Hindi malatkit na, di ba? Parang, hindi ganun eh. Yung kanya is talagang bay-bay lang dire-direcho. Tug, pak, tug, tug, pak, tug, pak. Okay. Alright. To give space to the other instruments. Kasi playing in a bigger group, especially with choir, playing with this, if you're like a five, six piece band, that would be nice enough. Talaga ilakitin mo talaga, di ba? Pero playing for the group, you have to, you have to be considerate. Yes. You have to be considerate to the remain because classically trained musicians. Oh my God, this hindi is nila alam, Hindi nila alam yung lagkit. Yes, yes, Tayo yes. Tayo lang na may exposure sa jazz, sa pop yes, music. Yes, yes, yes. Classically trained musician, once the execution is in a classical style, and we have to have everybody execute in the classical style. Gal- oh, wow. So that's wow. the difference, right? Now, On the other way, on the contrary, when we play pop music, Kailangan. I tell my classically trained musicians, hey guys, we need to syncopate like pop musicians. Right. Syncopation needs to be in that groove. And emphasized and exaggerated. Yeah, because yeah. syncopation in classical is totally different from syncopation, pop music, and jazz. So. May napulot kayo, guys. <laughs> so, those kind of things is, you know, combined together because I have a strong foundation with chamber music. I have strong strong foundation with pop music, with jazz music, and classical. So, you have to combine everything. So, you have to have that to be very flexible and communicate to your musicians. Even you have some musicians that coming from a different different genre, the rhythm section and the classical group. You have to be able to talk to them and make it work on both ends. So, ang question ko, if like me, I'm a I'm a pop drummer. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving me heads up. You can't just walk into an orchestra and play drums like a pop drummer, pala. Yeah, no, you, you cannot. Have, you have to use your ears. You have to use your be be your reflexes needs to be. You need to play your reflexes extra careful because different things will be. Yeah, happening. like the the loudness of the snare can affect the, exactly yeah. the violin, the yeah. flute, and yeah. all that stuff. And and, and 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 you know you will not you will not be mic'd in, right? right. It's acoustic, oh, wow. so it's the acoustical balance is very important. Wow, that's why sometimes we we just put a divider, a shield from for the drums, you know, getting too loud. But it's it's all about because everybody has its own sound. Yes, Rings, wind. yes. We don't use microphone. We uh, we just use microphone. You see microphones for, yung, for recording. You condensers na kasabi. No, for recording, mm-hmm. yeah. But really, what you hear is what you get. Wow. Hindi yung pag gusto ng, ng mix na, oh, hihinaan ko itong part ito. That's ma- your job, Kuya Bob. Exactly. I'm, yeah. Ikaw ang, ikaw ang mm-hmm. engineer. Yeah, ikaw exactly. ang, yes, exactly. Ikaw ang pumipihit That's using. That's how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kapag sumenyas ka sa string section ng whisper, talagang pag tinugtog lang mahinang mahina. Sarap, oh! sarap. Isipin mo, think about this. 24 violinists playing a very soft. Parang, parang ka nakatumutungtong sa carpet. Na? You're like in the clouds. 
And we're back. Of course, we have the musical director and conductor of FASO. Is it Filipino or fi- Filipino? No? Filipino-American Filipino, yeah. uh, Symphony Orchestra. Yes. Yon. So, ang, ang question ko kanina was, how would you, would you encourage a young child to be exposed to pop music first or to orchestral music first? Or what would the route be? There are parents listening and I'm pretty sure may mga protege silang mga anak na... Yeah, it, it really depends on the um, available exposure for the child, right? Mm. In my case, I was uh, first trained um, classically. Yes. And then later time, the pop music, the jazz music. But um, all day, all night at home, we listened to both classical, pop music, jazz music, and standards. Yeah, so that was my exposure. So... A lot of songs, a lot of standard songs. I don't know the title, but when I hear, oh, oh, wow, I know that. I've been listening to this since childhood, mm. things like that. But uh, really, is for parents, for children, it is really important to get their children, if they are interested in music, to engage in a well classically trained um, instructor, instructor, in rudiments of music, because that's the basic. That's a good foundation for the child. Right. And then later on, because if you play classical and then you're flexible enough to like to play pop or jazz, that comes easier. But very important is the classical background because that's where you're going to learn to be a good reader, sight reader. Yes, and all that's that. true. Ear training is very important also. And then another, another important thing is I experienced this before when I used to teach children Parents, don't force your children to learn music. Not, not mm. all children really have their interest. Or sometimes they will have their interest at a later time, like me. I would like to learn, but I don't want to learn how to read music. To me, it was boring during right. back then. But, you know, once, Eventually. when I changed my paradigm <laughs> and said, oh, I'll, I'll be serious <laughs> now, right? Because my friends, they're all advanced and I was left behind. So things like that. The worst thing is to force a child to learn something. Have respect to your children because if they're interested, you don't have to ask them. They will ask you right. for them to learn. Ikaw, you don't do, have to force them. Do your kids play music? Um, they're not, but my youngest son, uh, si Andrew, si Tim, um, si Tim is, um, he's, he's very appreciative of music. He Appre- loves oh, music. music, uh, music but, appreciation. But he, he just, he just, he, he, he he's will, a listener and lover he, of He music. will sing every once yes, in a while. Yes. And I always tell people, you have to hear Tim sing, and right. it's a joke. <laughs> and then, but my youngest son, he he will sing, and he he loves to sing. Yeah, yeah. But none of them went to formal education because, and you never force them to like yeah. na mo na. And and maybe because they see, and and part of it they see, it, it's because of the discipline, you know. Yes, it's hours you practice, you prepare. People see the outcome on stage; they don't see the time that we spent. Practicing. That's why we were able to deliver good sound, good music. But it's it's really the work behind the scene that makes it a good performance. Kaling, no? Yeah. Kuya Bob, why do you think if you're not an A lister musician, why do you think yung mga ibang musicians, not only in the States but around the world? Mm-hmm. Bakit is it because a musician is a very generous person? Maybe that's one. Maybe that's one reason. Exactly. And and some are, they just love to play and they will play. Right? right? Yeah. And, but uh, we need to understand also, like, uh, especially the, the patrons. And there are some musicians 
I call them, there's two kinds. There's, there's people who love music. Yeah. And there are musicians who are music lovers. Yes. Okay. I love music, but I'm not a music lover. When I see people like playing for free all night, accompanying karaoke sessions and all that, I call that music lover. Have some respect yourself. Yes. People, that's why people don't respect you because you don't respect your profession. Yes. Right? So it all comes to us. It's the character. It's how we, you know, present ourselves to people. And people sometimes will hire you. You haven't even tell them the rate. They were already asking for a discount. Ooh. Right? They have no idea that that old car parked in the orchestra rehearsal room, rehearsal hall, if you open the trunk, there's a 200,000 violin in the, in the trunk. That's true. And that person went to school, went to college. Maybe student loan pa yan. And invested in that expensive instrument. Mm-hmm. And then you will ask for bargain for good music. So that's why people, it became the habit of being like that. Is it our fault as musicians or is it our patrons' fault that they don't value us? No, it's... Catch 22, it's, eh, no? it's It's really... Nobody's fault, but it's it's the rating of musicians, because you know musicians. There are street musicians, yes, and there are class A musicians, and there's a lot of in between, right? And then some people look down on those street musicians, but in Europe they're not street musicians. Are you know they're oh, they're, yeah. they're they're um, students from from, from yeah. um, known conservatory of music. They do that because that's their culture. When they need money, students play on the street and they get some money for their food. Or, Busking, yeah. Yeah, when they're doing their, you know, um, student life. And, but, but in the Philippines, we call that pulube. Right. Beggars, right? Begging for money. Musicians begging. That's why it's called starving musician. I never starved. I wow. never starved. So don't call us starving musicians. I don't see any, music, any, I don't see any of my members starving. They, they all eat three squares a day, maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's a lot of stereotypes. So yeah. um, people, um, you know, if you like music, if you enjoy music, please have some, do your homework too. Because music does not happen instantly. We work hard to be able to deliver good music. It, there's a lot of not, people that are naturally talented. They say that. Yeah, there's a few people naturally talented. They did have, they didn't even go to school, but they're, they're very talented. But, you know, a lot of musicians, a lot of us, we went to school, we studied, we invested in our instruments, and we work hard. And for the patrons, and, and that's one good thing with FASO here in LA. I think we were able to uplift the, the level of, of, of Yes, you have. We, we opened, it was like an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we bring in our Filipino culture, music that they haven't heard from a long time before. And then dumadami na rin yung audience ng FASO. Yes, may, 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 we have our own following na. Yes. And then yung, yung following generation, yun ang tinatap namin. Kasi that, that needs to, we need to invite the younger generation yes. also yes. to be part of it. So, you know. Pero that's the key, you know. Don't blame the industry, don't blame the artist. And it's just unfortunate. Some of musicians, you know, have more and have less. But as far as talent is concerned, we're all the same, you know. We do always do our best to be able to perform, regardless if you're a class D musician or class A musician. When we perform, we do it all by heart. So have some heart to support the artist. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, ganun lang simple. Tapos, 
before we wrap this up, what is your vision for your legacy? Because you've really contributed a lot in the Filipino-American community eh, with, with yeah. regard to this. But where do you, where, how do you envision this? And pag nag-retire ka, who, who, no pun intended, who do you pass the baton to? <laughs> I'm thinking about that now, really. Um, the last year, I started thinking about that. And uh, with the support and help of our supporters, really my goal is, uh, and to everybody who's listening, and I always tell our audience, please pass the word. Please let other people that we exist. Yes. Because we want, we want this orchestra to be around for a long period of time. We want us to be able to celebrate also the 90th anniversary of FASO, the centennial of FASO, right? And, and it's not going to happen if it's not because of our supporters. Yeah. So talk to your children, talk to your children's children. Make sure just introduce that we exist. Invite them to our concert. And that's the goal. Because that's only going to happen with our supporters. Eh? Yung, yung, yung support ng Pinoy. And, and Filipinos are very supportive. And which Filipinos really, are music lovers. Yes, and we really, we really appreciate that. Um, we got the concert last year, the Walt Disney Concert Hall. It's it's a pack. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, we, we I I will not be here forever. All of us will not be forever here forever. And it started last year. I talked to the board. You know, it's it's the time that I really will have look an eye to maybe some potential young musicians that I can pass the baton. You know, near future. In the future. That's a scary job. That's yeah. a big responsibility, yeah. by the way. And and the thing is, their initial reaction is, who? How? Right? You're the only, no, no, I'm not the only one who can do this. There's got to be someone out there, either in the garage or in the, you know, in the province, who will have the talent and the heart to do this. Because it's not only music. Eh? The music is a big part of it. And if, if the qualification is only music, there's a lot of qualified musicians out there even more qualified yeah. than I am. But the, the more challenging part is the cultural part of it. Yung, yeah, yeah. Yung, yung drive to move it forward. Eh. Yeah. And to keep it, to keep the Pinoy heart uh-huh. in it. That's, that's the more challenging. But I'll find one. Yeah. And you know what? For the record, no, um, the musicians rehearse five times before a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not you. Because al trabajo mo is in between those rehearsals you do more things as well, right? Yeah. You and your mm-hmm. team. Yeah. And I practice my score too. My of course. conductor score. Yeah. You have to know what you're yeah. conducting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I put my markings. I put my cueings and stuff. Yeah. If you see my score, there's a lot of pencil marking highlighters. Oh uh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Because you will forget. So when you listen, you mark it right away. So make your next rehearsal. Or I put some post-it for next rehearsal. So I know which area to discuss with musicians. So you have to be prepared. You have to be, you know, organized. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah. So where can, they, where can people audition? How do they know that, that, they, that you're in need of musicians? We always, um, audition is always open. Uh, we have actually a few musicians in line because of this COVID-19. So we have to delay the session. But they can go to our website, fasofoundation.org. Okay. And then they, have, they, can, um, they can sign up and then... Uh, submit their resume, submit their um, you know, bios over there for audition, and we will send, we will schedule them for for audition. Yeah, Galing. Yeah, it's fun, ladies and, and gentlemen. 
Robert Schroeder. <laughs> Kuya Bob, <laughs> thank, thank you, you so thank much. You, thank, you. thank you so much. We'll, have, we'll invite you back. Huh? Sure. Yeah. Especially before, after yeah. the COVID thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you do your, yeah, yeah. your concert. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, I can play flute. Oh, yes. Part of the performance. Oh, I saw your video. Yung, um, what was that? That was all Ogi Alcacid piece yata that I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll post that also yeah, in, in the description. I'll post the link in the description. And, and at the end of the day, it's always about the blessing. Amen. Yeah. It's, it's all about the blessing. Hard work, of course. We, we have to work hard. But, yes. you know, it's always tied up with the blessing. God is good yeah. all the time. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Kuya Bob. My pleasure. God bless Thank you. Babuay. Babuay. <laughs> we'll be back. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a comment. And don't forget to reach out and support FASO. We'll see you again on the next episode. Ang <laughs>